please stand by for another episode of Wired Shut. Welcome to Wired Shut. He's your host, Jesse. I'm your host, Logan. That's right. He's your host, Logan. I'm my host, Jesse. Uh, this is episode 60... 69. 69? It's uh, it? oh. 61. Uh, we're way off the 69 benchmark. We need no, to really catch up. Um, yeah. We're not nearly as prolific as we don't pretend to be. <laughs> it's way too early for that sort of nonsense talk. Stop it. I've been awake for like 20 minutes. Get on my level. <laughs> so have I, man, but uh, I don't get that Auckland cocaine. If you're talking about McDonald's drive through um, coffee, then yes. <laughs> oh, sick. Yeah. You got yourself a nice chicken McMuffin? I did. I did indeed. Chicken burger McMuffin? It's a chicken burger McMuffin. That's some good shit, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good radio. All right, yeah. This is uh, this is our travel cast episode. To uh, I keep trying yep. to say something and then like automatically pick up a cup of coffee and start drinking from it, realizing that I'm the one talking, so I shouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is we travel cast. That. We're gonna have a quick yarn about uh, old uh, Logan's holiday in uh, Cambodia. Holiday in Cambodia, and my uh, brief exile in Moscow. Yeah. Um, yeah. How 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 how, 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 how time wise? How long do you think your story would go for? Oh God. Um, I don't know. To be honest, um, hmm. just trying to work out with because I think you should go first and then give Charlotte time to arrive. In which case, she can um, help provide like the other person worth of context for my your journey for the listeners out there charlotte is logan's support person um Mm. parole officer she's like she's like brad pitt in once upon a time in hollywood she drives me to she killed her wife (laughs) not quite a brother not quite a wife (laughs) cool so um Charlotte's a fifty-year-old man who's still like completely jacked beyond reasonable. Um, yeah, concern. looks just like a really old teenager. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that might be the episode name. Um, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, let's go there first. What did you think of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I don't think that's any of your business, sir. Um, I. I once you get past the initial um, feeling of in- watching any Tarantino film, which is, um, okay, just ignore the self-indulgence, enjoy it for what it is, <laughs> ignore the self-indulgence. Um, by the also end of it... Also, like, the going, am I, you know, do I know what type of movie I'm watching yet? Yeah, I was trying to work that out as well. It's... Um, it was because it, it really didn't take any noticeable form for a lot of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I think that's 
possibly. But also it makes you realise just how primed you usually are when you get into movies for I know how this is going to play out. Mm -hmm. Which is why I never, um, <clears throat> even though it was literally what he did 10 years ago with Inglorious Bastards with the way it ends. Um, mm. I think the information about that leaked quite early about how Inglorious is going to end. So I went into okay. this not even thinking, oh yeah, maybe he is just going to go completely sideways with history in the last 10 minutes and get some ultra-violent vengeance on somebody that everyone can agree they hate. Um, I, but, I, I, that never occurred to me at all. Yeah, I... Um, I thought it was just um, like... She was just a... The, the story of Sharon Tate and everything was just a... Um, what would you call that? Like a... A, a B B. Um, what's this? Yeah, like it, it's it allows you to understand the flow of time. It's a it's it's something to sort of measure against. Mm, mm. I didn't realize it was actually going to then be all connected. Take in that center way. of the plot. It's like oh, DiCaprio annoyed those teens enough that instead of attacking Sharon Tate, they attacked him. Attacked him. Yeah. Fucked up. <laughs> um. I mean, when I think about the... Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Um, is that, yeah, that's clearly a man who's dropped acid before. Yep. Um, Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. You guys real? Um, Rex. Who are you? The devil. Nah, this, nah, I was dumber than that. <laughs> um... When I think about Rex, <laughs> no, Dex, Dex, that's it. Dex, that's the one. Yeah. Um, Dog rips. I mean, it was a and he bashes. Oh man, that the girl into the fucking everything in just the room. The nose just hanging off face the, caves in. And I remember you too, and your pale ass face. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I enjoyed it for what it was, which was, you know, a movie about. Hollywood movies and that Tarantino's whole love affair with old school character actors in the 70s and, mm. um, which is why I think that's why nothing actually happened because it was just focusing on people acting yeah yeah um, where you, you know you don't get really, don't really get a bad performance in any of his films but in this one yeah I don't know you just paid more attention to it I guess and I suppose the combination of DiCaprio, who just seems to enjoy playing roles which are completely self-referential at this point, um, yeah. and Brad Pitt, who's just you know just an old old man, cool teenager kind of vibe. <laughs> why does um, why does DiCaprio only hang out with girls that are like barely eighteen <clears throat> in real life? Yeah, I mean. Um, uh, it's like a weird known thing about him. I think it's just like he's just got a constant revolving door of single, hot, victorious secret models. <laughs> um, and anyone that gets anywhere near close to his age has settled down and actually started a life with somebody. So he's like, okay, that's cool. I'm just going to go find somebody younger then. Yeah, probably just mm. speaks to a level of arrested emotional development or something. Hmm. But shit, man, if you didn't want that, you know, button-down, one-person kind of lifestyle, why wouldn't you just do that your entire life? 
Yeah, yes. Just live out on on a yacht, with, surrounded by hundred, mm. like, dozens of beautiful women. He's basically, what if he's Batman? He's living his um his his public image is essentially what Bruce Wayne put out there as his public image. <laughs> I mean, he is like a um, effective but slightly whingy. Um, what's the word? Environmentalist. Yeah, environmental activist. We have to save the planet, squints to camera. (laughs) (coughs) Take me seriously. My voice is two octaves too high to be taken seriously, but take me seriously. Which I think that... My serious (laughs) shout. (laughs) I think that's why it worked with him playing uh, Rick Dalton, is that, you know, he he was a stuttering mess and um, looked like a badass, but every time he talked, everyone was like, okay, you don't actually have any gravel to your voice whatsoever. No. And, and he, genuinely whingy. He was the, the the cause of all of his own problems in the death of his own career. And mm. also just everyone in the movie refused to get with the times. Mm. Uh, something that they didn't... I mean, I welcomed it, but they didn't have a... Uh, like a manager or an agent type in his ear constantly. Somebody that was like his, his agent, not just the yeah, Al Pacino. but don't you, I mean, I don't know about agents, but don't you go back far enough and all the actors were basically owned by the studio? Yeah, I think that's probably what it was, is that you'd make a deal with the studio. But normally somebody would set that up, though. Yeah. Or would it be no. somebody from that studio would try to set that up and poach you? I guess it wasn't pertinent to the story. Yeah. So there is no <laughs> First of all, what story? <laughs> no. Good point. No story. Um, it is it is the most slice of life movie I've ever seen Tarantino do, and I'm happy with that. It, um, it Things felt, happen. It felt like a companion piece to Jackie Brown. I, I haven't seen that in so long that when you say that, I don't recognise the connection. But so maybe I need to go back and watch. There's Jackie definitely Brown, a plot but, plot to Jackie Brown, um, but it was very. But it is very just stuff happens. Eh? Yeah, yeah. And it focus, I mean, focuses was... a lot on the city and the sound and the and the vibe at the time. Hmm. Because mm. most Tarantino films are sort of the understanding that, you know, they, they almost intentionally set themselves up where you understand exactly how it's going to play out. Mm, mm. And then he always sort of adds that intentional chaos element. Yeah. Um, and, and and that's sort of... And he did that in... Whereas, like, <clears throat> slice of life versus character arcs and like hero's journey always mm. kind of crossover like you get the inglorious bastards scene in the bar where they all chat for a really long time and then somebody works out that actually something was wrong and then just everyone in the room dies mm. and I, I noticed he, he did that in, in like he had beats that he kind of escalated to he, he clearly maps out a story and follows like that chart of how you know you have um the first act, and then there's a, a big event, and then it drops off in the second act, and it comes back. And then up Sharon and Tate walks around for 15 minutes. Yep, that kind of thing. So he definitely follows that, not religiously, but he, he's clearly mindful of yeah. that kind of thing. But I, I know that, yeah, he does that where he'll, you know, just tell a story, introduce things, and then boom, um, tip it on its head a little bit when you're like, oh, by the way, Brad Pitt killed his wife. Cool. Yeah. This person that you've um, gotten to genuinely enjoy because of his charisma, um, is, he's actually a bad guy in a, yeah. in a way. Um, continue watching him and fall in love with him. Content, like continue to um, enjoy watching him do stuff, even though he is a possibly a sociopath. 
him, him kicking uh, Bruce Lee's ass. That was great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, see. who could have predicted that um, that this movie about the Manson murders um, would, you know, piss off the Bruce Lee family and um, be welcomed by the Sharon Tate family? Because <laughs> really, uh, was it welcomed by the Tates? <clears throat> they were concerned by what was going to happen once yeah. it was announced, but um, apparently Tarantino met with them and, and talked them through the intention of the story and what they'd actually be doing, and then they gave okay. their blessing. <laughs> So I right. think they wanted a little bit of revenge as well. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to say. So I, <clears throat> I, I, I found that quite confusing to watch. Like I, I don't, I'm not usually somebody up in arms about connections to real violent events or anything mm, like that. Mm. If anything, I'm usually the one that thinks it's funny, but, um. He paid the most attention to that that pale woman because I think she was the one that actually killed Sharon. Oh, in real okay. life, she's the one, like nine months pregnant. She's the one that gutted a bloody baby. Out of her, yeah, yeah, gutted her like a fish. So they focused a lot on making sure that she suffered. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about uh, you, but did you find, um, even though you know he's got that blonde hair and blue eyes and that kind of look about him. Uh, Damien Lewis as Steve McQueen just didn't look right. It, it would have taken like very little effort to make Brad Pitt look more like Steve McQueen yeah. than the other way around. Uh, yeah, but um, but it was supposed to be Steve McQueen past his prime, old. Um, I mean, it's. But they could have just got like Daniel Craig would have worked better. I would have thought. Yeah, I, I think. I actually think. Um, um, I'll just keep... Yeah, Daniel Craig would have worked, but... I mean, if, if you look the, like... Um, what was the Racing Driver movie? Le Mans? Oh, yeah, 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 right. Um, that era with that haircut, he, he does look like Damien Lewis's yeah, depiction yeah. of him. Um... Was, who else did they sort of cover? Uh, oh, uh, Roman Polanski. <laughs> Is that a guy on a fake nose? I th it must have been. It just he just yeah. <laughs> Sharon Tate sure got the type. <laughs> yeah, twelve-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> I never had a chance. I never had a chance. Um, did it's a meal Hirsch. Is that accurate? Did did Sharon Tate's like ex fiance really follow around in the hopes that once yeah, I mean, he was... hit the fan, he could like scoop his way back in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was part of all that circle. He was one of the victims of the murders. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um... That's that's the thing. I knew Sharon died. Mm. Um, but the 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 way they kept mentioning the other friends that were in the house, whether it kind of made me go, oh, okay, they must have been there too. Yeah, so it was Sharon, um, two of Polanski's friends from Poland, and yep. yeah, her boyfriend. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. She just weirdly shows off her like pregnant bikini, and yeah. he's clearly enjoying it. Yep. Yeah. Um. There's a word. 
I was about to say there's a word for that cuck, but no, he's not a cuck because he doesn't own her. He just... He's a nice guy. Um, he's that friend that waits in the wings to try and scoop you up when you're related to What was I going to say? Oh, it's, it's nice to know where the Austin Powers costume came from, though. Yeah, well, that... Roman Polanski in the 60s. There was like a half second where I was like, wait, is he going to a costume party dressed as Austin Powers? And I was like, no, Austin Powers is not from the fucking 60s, 70s, 60s. He's from the 60s, but he wasn't real. Yeah. Um, yeah. All in all, um, I'd happily watch that movie again, even though I watched it after... Um, Several did, did several I, beers on a on a weekday, and I was so fucking tired by the end of it. Yeah, we we went. I left work at I don't know, like six fifteen, mm. and we're at the theatre by six forty, <laughs> and it was a long ass day. Neither of us had eaten, and that's a two and three quarter hour movie. <laughs> yeah, um, we went out to dinner first, had a few um, a few beers. Yeah. Um, and then went to the movie at 8.30. Yeah. So that Ooh, plus 8.30, like 830 plus 20 minutes or 25 minutes of ads, then the movie. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was I, I distinctly remember one of the... Um, and I had not drunken any water that day. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> when, they, when they cut to one of his cowboy movies... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I legitimately sat there and said, I have no idea what feed into the scene i can't remember how i got here <laughs> got no not even a short term memory i have no memory <laughs> yeah I, I haven't been drinking i'm just that tired yeah started a new job my brain won't work properly because i've done too much thinking through the day and i'm like i have no idea what scene led into the scene or how we got here yeah uh good times also it i mean the i i keep going back to this is extremely self-indulgently mm. Like, like Tarantino makes long movies, yes, but mm. also that era was very sort of a fan of not cutting things up very much and, and letting the camera run and letting <clears throat> things be over long. Yeah, because it was focused on um, performance more than anything. It was just letting... It was the age of the character actors and you can tell that every time they... The fact that they had Bruce Dern... Um, just purely for one scene, um, being basically Bruce Dern, um, and then then small references like him um, calling him Dennis Hopper, get the fuck out of my driveway, Easy Rider, yeah, um, and so it's Dennis Hopper, yeah, it's clearly Rick Dalton as somebody who was never a character actor coming into a um, a, f a, a phase in Hollywood where those sorts of character actors are uh, appreciated lauded so he's slowly becoming one without realizing it because he's fat and um unattractive and um that's what i heard of a lot of the reviews of so um I'm, i don't even know bruce Dern. bruce Dern's like the um the old-timey version of fuck burt reynolds didn't look great before he died yeah no no he uh he was basically a um a corpse with like toupee glued to his face. He looks more like a like Stan Lee crossed with um, <clears throat> Eugene Levy. Yeah. Um, who were you going to liken 
Uh, As you say, Bruce Dern, looking at pictures of him when he was a bit younger, he's a bit mm. like... Um, who's the the dude on Justified that, that plays the, like, the continual bad guy, but also kind of second main character? Uh, not Walton Goggins. Yeah, I think so. Who was also in this movie briefly. Um, yeah. I mean, how could you not put Walton Goggins in anything? You can put Walton Goggins in. Yeah, Walton Goggins looks like about a 40-year-old um, Bruce Dern. Yeah. Well, they put Walton Goggins and uh, what's-his-face, Timothy Oliphant in Plain Cowboys. Yeah. I thought that was a nice touch. And um, I, I liked, too, that... Because um, Timothy Oliphant actually gets... Do you remember when Timothy Oliphant started in movies and he was, like, the cool, dangerous guy? Yeah. Yeah, he was the. And then as he managed to tra- tra- he was transition, the other side of and in a date with Tad Hamilton was that him or was that um, no, no, it was, that was, oh, that was Fergie's husband? Doing that, Josh DeHamel. Okay. Um, no, but he he he. I think after playing Raylan in uh, Justified and and shifting over to a sort of main character, all round good guy, Southern mm-hmm. man character. It, it like and that and fucking what's that zombie one, where Whoa. he just plays like the oh yeah, constantly diet. neurotic, terrified yep. husband just trying to keep up with his wife. Um, it, it really softened his image to the point where yeah, he kind of can only play those like um, sort of righteous southern yeah a cowboy good, main a, character guy, a good guy in a bad environment kind of guy. Yeah. yeah, when he always used to be my pick for who should play Max Payne. Yeah, he's got that that grimace and those eyebrows. <laughs> he's got he he has Max Payne one face, <laughs> and yet they still chose Mark Wahlberg because he also has that in a different way Max Payne one face. <laughs> Hello, I think Mark Wahlberg's arrived. Hello. Um, pause for a second and see. Can you? Send me a clean feed link to my email address. Yes, I can. Cool. Okay, we pause them. All right. Um, had air conditioning, and throughout the course of every recording, my nose would block because the air conditioning would make my nose run. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. So he just wipe his nose on the mic. That was a good time. Yeah. Gross. Mm. Is it the mic I'm using now? No, you know that's not true. <laughs> she was committing to the bit, man. I know. But there, there's a problem with. Um, Don't say women. Her. Don't say women. Yeah, I say knew women. This time. We can't have this be like every other episode, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> See, the problem with women is. I was just going to say, having her around makes me feel more accountable than usual. <laughs> Is that yeah. right? She's a yeah. person. Put the pressure on. <laughs> uh, uh, what did you think about the movie, babe? Uh, um, it was pretty good. Oh, her. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Do I go? Um, I thought it was really good. I really liked it. I didn't love it, though. But I love, like kitschy retro kind of stuff so to me like the whole thing just was quite aesthetically pleasing and I like all the outfits um but 
yeah, I don't know. I like obviously I was living for the soundtrack, but um, I don't know. I just I like I love Death Proof. Like nothing beats Death Proof. For right? Me. Holy shit! Which is That's my favorite his Tarantino most movie. Hated it's his, movie. It's his what? least favorite movie as well. No one likes Taran- uh, uh, Death Proof. Tarantino it's- hates Death Proof. <laughs> Tarantino just divorced Death Proof because it was like the first movie he'd ever made that didn't do gangbusters. Yeah. But it's so good. And like, oh my God, the lap dance scene in Death Proof is like one of my favorite scenes in any movie ever. And that's like the, that's the theatrical she cut of that the scene. She the red bandana. Yeah, that scene goes on for an extra like ten or fifteen minutes in the um, full cut. Yeah, mm. it's so good. I love that film, and yeah, I don't know. So I feel like I unfairly relate whatever he creates now back to that movie, which mm. is just my problem. But I mean, I still thought it was a great film. When you saw Stuntman Wait. Mike, and it wasn't Stuntman Mike, I was still it pleased wasn't to see Stuntman Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it was a stuntman who was angry about somebody killing other people. It was like, it um. Was. <laughs> Oh, that was so funny. Um, I realised I hadn't started recording when you first jumped on, so we haven't actually introduced our uh, yeah. several listeners to who the hell you are. Oh, um, okay. Listeners, this is my girlfriend Charlotte. My girlfriend Charlotte. Maybe there are listeners. Hi, hi everyone. <laughs> uh, was it All right, death and that's proof our show. Has... <laughs> <laughs> it's been wide shut. Anyway, <laughs> um, Death Proof is sort of the quintessential Tarantino movie bunch of people talk it ultimately has no real bearing on the plot and then a whole bunch of people die in very quick succession yeah uh, but in between those and then a second movie starts which is the same movie but slightly different yeah and um because once the girls once he crashes the car into the girls you could just end that movie and it would have been a complete short film it is perfection her leg gets sword clean off. I was going to say, littered throughout is just people either sucking on toes or legs just being completely removed from bodies. Uh, oh, and tires being smushed into faces. Yes. Yeah. Mm. That's, That's what right. I was thinking of when um, uh, Brad Pitt threw the can of dog food at old Manson murder lady and collapsed her face uh, in a little bit. Smashed mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I was saying to Logan how much I loved the process of him feeding his dog like i don't know it was really weirdly nice to watch that process Mm. yeah of him like opening the cans and like that gross squelchy dog roll just like slipping out of the can and just like that's logan's nickname for you when you're not on the cast (laughs) (laughs) my little squelchy dog dog roll (laughs) gross and then he follows it up with a thunk uh uh, first it's like that So but, good. I loved it. And then the part when he was oh, should I I feel like What? I don't know, like do your do your listeners like do you talk as if like you they've seen it already or are we like giving away spoilers left right and centre right now? It's I think if you listen to this at this point it's implied that we would just go harder to the spoilers of a movie you without notice how quickly that Charlotte moved that. from like when I listen to your episodes and now she's like, Do you guys do this on your podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Pick a fucking lane, man. <laughs> The answer is no, we don't give a shit. Cut her a mic. <laughs> Cut her a mic. It's Pig Fergie. Pig Fergie. How come 
Welcome every time you come around my London, London, London. Bridge where I go down la London, London, London. Uh, wait, that's Truly she was like... to the Messy Ferguson. <laughs> She's a tracker of a woman. Uh, it's not even the first Fergie reference we've made this episode. Jesus Christ. But how could it be? How could it be? How could I, it know, I was be? trying to be meta, but I didn't have anything back there. <laughs> trying um, to be meta, but realise you've only got one level. <laughs> um, tried to be meta, ended up meta world peace. <laughs> Uh, uh, how was Moscow? It's none of your business, man. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Tell us about Moscow. I was. Um... I I said cut her mic. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> She's still in the same room as you, man. She can... <laughs> I'm, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, we paused uh, her track. She's not actually adding anything to the to the. Mix. She, she is, but it's at about a thirty second delay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring her in for the blue apron, but. Um, <laughs> Um, Moscow shave, was a good time. Well, shave club. <laughs> it's your other nickname when you're not on the cast. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'd ever let her get anywhere near me with a shaver. I don't, I don't think I'd let her you. with a shaver. Okay, coming up on episode 62 for the ASMR <laughs> piece. We're Shaving just Logan's have, face. Logan's going to be dry shaved by his woman. <laughs> Dry shaving, shit, I hope you get a lot of spare blades. I was, was going to say, like, ingrown hair central. What's oh, that's a good oh, oh, title. Hang on, I'm going to write that down. Totally is. What? Ingrown hair central. Yeah. No, but does, does dry shaving cause ingrown hairs? Are you saying, oh, I've got a face covered in ingrown no, hairs? I'm s- <laughs> no, no, I'm saying it would cause them. Totally. Not a face, like, uh-huh. not a face. You need some more. You need moisture <laughs> he couldn't spare the moisture uh, um, so in conclusion Moscow was neat um, I, w- I was um, like the right amount of feverish sick for like half of that trip as well just oh, from really? travel sickness yeah so there were times where Fuck. I was just loaded up on weird Russian pharmaceuticals um, I really somehow my mind auto-corrected that to weird Russian fudge <laughs> Yum. You're just sitting there in a bar, slowly eating Russian fudge, looking like you're high as a kite. Weird Russian fudge. Um, yeah, just a combination of pharmaceuticals. Fudge is so moist. <laughs> Over-the-counter pharmaceuticals that I couldn't read. The it has the to. perfect last texture. You want in a good fudge. God, Logan, shut up. <laughs> no. The running theme so far is he tries to or fails to tell the story, but he never actually gets it. Lots Lots of Russian drugs. Lots of Russian drugs. Cheap Russian vodka. Um, uh, The sun rising at two in the morning and uh, Uh, combining that with... I hate northern summer. With with, uh, jet lag. Um, There were times I was just waking up in a feverish kind of haze wandering around the apartment we were in. Just like, oh, God. Everything hurts. So um, how long were you sick? Ah, I was there for like ten days. So like of like four of those days, I was absolutely fucked. Shit. Um, but it looked the, quite pretty. Yeah, it was very pretty. Um, it was their summer, so I got a tan while in Russia, which was pretty cool. Um, it's but 
Yeah, yeah we, only, we only managed a couple of... that's not supposed to be possible. Yeah, exactly. We only managed to... Radiation. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the rads. Sure, noble. Kernoble. Um, I had to deal with that on either side of the trip as well. Just... Um, Radiation? Random... No. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> just random oh losers God, in my work say, life. That's just, an exciting story. Right? Yeah. <laughs> random losers in my work life just being like, uh, so you're going because of Chernobyl? You go into Chernobyl. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> I hate you. Um, At least you didn't get, oh, you're going to Cambodia to see your girlfriend. Oh, is your girlfriend Cambodia? No! <laughs> She's from fucking Auckland. <laughs> yeah, but no, is she Cambodian. She was a bride in a box. <laughs> She's from Auckland. She wasn't born a man. You can all keep your jokes. <laughs> so good. Oh. No, but seriously, does she have a dick? <laughs> Not from where I'm sitting. All right, cool. I'm just going to cut together your responses in a way that satisfies the podcast. Yay. <laughs> um, we were only managed, because of the weird hours in, in Russia, because it's summer, yeah. there was literally only about five hours of nighttime. We only managed a couple of nights where we were out past sunset because of the jet lag. Um, but uh, okay. you know, once the sun goes down, it actually gets full on weird Russia with what you'd expect, just like drunks everywhere and... Um, vagrants just harassing people for no good reason and um yeah so were you just in moscow or did you do a little bit of travel uh it was purely just moscow it would have like doubled our budget just to go fly to st petersburg or take a train to st petersburg uh, okay <clears throat> um but now there's plenty to do we went to what did we do space museum was probably the highlight of the trip for oh, me because it's all like soviet shit yeah and the first um it was very rinky dink in terms of what a museum should be once you're inside um but yeah, the the grandeur of the entire building on the outside was like mass they got this i don't know if you've googled it but um i'll have a look cosmonaut museum the massive statue they've got out the front is like half the size of the fucking sky tower oh okay um it's just oh, a wow. massive rocket ship flying off into Giant, space like ramp to space yeah that's cool. And so the yeah. actual museum itself is like underground. Okay. It's underneath that monument. Um, they, they, their architecture really is something else eh, yeah. in that part of the world. It was terrifying and it didn't matter what the weather was like. like there were days where it was absolutely just pissing down and you'd look across. Um, I was going to say, like imagine seeing that on like a super stormy, grey, yep. gross day. It yep. would be yeah. terrifying. <laughs> would you even see the- it? <laughs> Um, the you, days you'd look across the river um, to, you know, the, the massive government Stalin buildings and realise, Jesus fucking Christ, that takes up half of the um, horizon at this point, and I'm at least 10 kilometres away from it. Fuck. Um, yeah, it was insane. The the metro, the, the train systems are probably the best in the world. Yeah. Um, I was with people who have done, like, New York and London and japan as well and they're like yeah this is the most efficient train system we've ever been on and it's the cleanest jeez uh it was it's it was always designed with a multiple um usage focus eh? like oh yeah as soon as you walk down there you realize oh yeah this was designed if the bombs fell um that they could move the entire city at the time underground if they wanted to which is what the metro games are based yeah. off. and it's so so expansive down there that you could totally believe the the rumors that um, the Kremlin has like an entire 
secondary metro network side by side to the existing one yeah. where they can just travel between um, KGB outposts. Well, that that and it suggested the Moscow metro is so deep and so like spread out that they've lost bits of it. Speaking of deep and spread out, back to you, Charlotte. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was so oh. smooth. Oh my god, I loved it. <laughs> she, she almost has no idea, Logan, that we scripted that entire thing an hour ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't let our audience know that this is actually a scripted podcast. Oh god. <laughs> I mean, have you said anything about Cambodia at this point, Logan? Like, no. I don't know. I don't know where you're up to with telling Jesse. About I was stuff. I was arranging time so that we wouldn't start till you got here. Oh, exactly. Okay. Um, well, I mean, do you want to start the story? Because oh, wait, are you even done with Russia yet? I oh, like we, we can, can loop back to Russia. It's fine. Okay. Oh, yeah, if you got anything else to put in there, uh, only that. Yeah, the. I don't know that. It, it is definitely a city built upon the facade that they are constantly building things and and um, constructing things that don't need to be constructed. It's it, yeah, communist countries be like that, eh? <laughs> Like they just, just build shit for no reason yeah. to give the sense of progress. Well, not even that. I think it's just a clean money that should needs to be cleaned. Um, that they'll just put people on the street and tell them, "Hey, just go break up that bit of road and then rebuild it." And that's what yeah, they, they seem to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just seems more obvious over there. Yeah. Um, we went to a um, like a Russian. It wasn't a theme park, but it was meant to be like a cultural heritage, like um, uh, marketplace slash. Uh, it was massive. It's meant to be just a massive marketplace and a mini version of um, the Kremlin. Oh, okay. Um, it was only built like twelve years ago, and it already feels like it was built fifty years ago and hasn't been touched since. Like it's dilapidated as shit. Um, half the stalls and everything are completely empty and the buildings are completely run down there were um there, there seemed to be things that they were still building and designing in there too uh but like there were uh there's no clear direction of what buildings you could go into to go look around but you did anyway because the doors were open you go in there yeah. all the lights are turned off um we went through one building which had like six flights of stairs um and elevated it didn't technically look like it should work but it did um and we got to the top of the that particular building and there was a half constructed or half demolished it was hard to tell um what they called the museum of animation i was like okay, okay. cool this must be like a weird like russian animation kind of piece to to show you what kind of animation that russia has uh done over the last hundred years but you get in there and it's like okay this is a weird sky blue painted room with murals on the wall of mickey mouse and bart simpson and i was gonna SpongeBob. say it would just be animation of, of other um but if you, everyone's animation yeah but if you think of just like a um a weird little photo studio that's just been abandoned yeah um with like like a mall place where you go and you stand in front of various shit to take. Yeah, but there was um, like paint sheets up on the wall and parts of it were blocked off with different um, bits of scaffolding. Uh, and there was no one around. Went, okay, cool. This is this is terrifying. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah. This is terrifying. <laughs> but hey, the beer was cheap, so it doesn't really matter. Get a bottle nice. of absinthe at the supermarket for $10. Oh my God, that's Fucking so hell. cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and... 
I think the most expensive bottle of, of vodka I was able to find there was 60 New Zealand dollars and that was what we'd get here for like one of those $300 premium bottles Fuck. gold flakes and shit in them oh that shit yeah. mm, those gold flakes mm-hmm. so all in all a good time apart from being sick mm. for half of it mm-hmm. but drunk for the other Russia, half Russia awesome. sounds fun I def- I I'd recommend it yeah do it it's just so far away. Like, how long did it take you to fly there? <laughs> oh, uh, 10 hours from here to Singapore and then another 10 hours from Singapore to Moscow. I feel like that is not as long as I thought it would be. It felt isn't long. It, it's longer to get to London, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, Rus- I Russia is semi-north of New Zealand in a weird sort of way, I guess. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Cool. Kind of, maybe. Um, I'd recommend going at some point, but... Yeah, not um. Don't just make a plan to go there from here. Yeah, no. <laughs> just go like to Europe a... and make a stop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to do the Trans-Siberian Railway at some point, though. Yeah, I'm like keen for that. Just that a massive drunken train trip. Yeah, for two weeks, and you just stop off at every major Russian city along the border and Australia. Uh, Try not to get involved in some sort of um, skirmish Security between violence. Russia and their various border <laughs> issues. Um, yeah, I looked up the prices of that. I think it's only about... How many rubles? How many rubles? I don't know about rubles. In euros, it's... Um, I think it was a thousand euros for two weeks. Fuck! That's yeah. That seems really good. Especially yeah. because, like... I mean, the train's taking you everywhere. Like, exactly. you don't have to go to all the airports. Does it include meals? Yeah, yeah, it's everything. Because I think it's uh, for, for, you know, if you live over there in Europe, it would be cool, very reasonable yeah. to get to and, and manage. But for us, it would cost at least two grand just to fly over there. Then that other thousand yeah. to, yeah. And that train would be such a comfortable ride as oh, gotcha. well. Um, and I mean, it ends on the border of North Korea and Russia, essentially. Oh, that's cool. Um, so you can just take a, a quick jump over to um, Japan and then fly back from Japan to New Zealand if you wanted to. Perfect. You've mm. just created a nice little itinerary there. Exactly. Um, it's not as good as Logan's one. For, uh, was it in the States? That road trip from Poo Poo to Pee Pee? Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Mum Poo Poo to Lake Pee Pee. Uh, is, it, is it weird that within... Uh, couple of weeks of Charlotte and I being together, she started saying classic Logan and had never heard that from you or Cullen. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that, I remember you mentioning <clears throat> that actually, but no, but there is classic Logan things, which are just so purely classic Logan that it couldn't be anyone else. You do realise this just reinforces his belief that he's the centre of the universe and possibly the main character of his own show and Trying game. not to stroke the ego too much, mm. but it's clearly being stroked. <laughs> he would say that you don't really have a choice in that because it's his world and you're just a part of it. Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say something about, like, you know, that's not the only thing she's stroking or something like that. Yeah, oh, I should have let that I land. Mean, um, I, s- I said that. If you want to say it now, fault. I can cut it in there if you like. <laughs> We'll make Logan funny with the power of editing. <laughs> Sometimes it's the only way. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, I was about to say Columbia again. Why do I... Columbia? I don't know. That's like the fifth time you've said. So when we were in Colombia, and mm-hmm. I'm like, um... <laughs> See, Colombia or Croatia, I don't know, one of those. <laughs> check it, um... Yeah, you need to start this because I feel like... 
<laughs> I feel like you need to set up the story. Yeah, I do need to. So I, um, on my first day in Cambodia, oh, that's right. Uh, I, I arrived. Yeah, you, you've heard. I've the, heard the story. Yeah, the oh, cliff yeah. notes. Okay, oh. I was gonna say because, like, on a scale look- of one to ten, how long? Like, how much do you want this podcast to be ruined? Because <laughs> if it's above uh, a seven, let's do this. I was gonna say I don't think this is a ruin. I think this is a top it's ten episode. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So I flew into the capital Phnom Penh at maybe around about 10 a.m. Mm. And Charlotte wasn't going to be in until at sort of 9.30 that night. So I had a day to myself where I had to some mixture of probably sleep in the hotel room and or kill time. But there was an All Blacks game on and I said, fuck it, I'm going to go try and find a way to watch this All Blacks game. You know me, massive rugby watcher. Right, yeah, that's sports ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, found a bar called Sports Bar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Every basically everyone in there was a white New Zealand male with no hair. Nice. Okay. Um, they were all those kinds of you know, our own women scare us. So we'll go to a third world country and find some nice quiet women that do what they're told. Nice. On a, on a quick side note, sorry, I do remember that in, in Moscow we came across this bar like at 7 in the morning because we were just looking for a place to eat. Um, eat his drink, yes. Eat his drink. <laughs> we thought it was a cafe. We walked in there and was like, oh no, this is a bar that's still open. Um, the longer we stayed there, the more we realized it was probably a front. Oh, yeah. All the people sitting at the bar were uh, very Russian mobster-like and all the women that would just happen to be at tables with these guys were... Um, prostitutes basically prostitutes <laughs> but very high class ones it was interesting I mean, the, but we had a nice breakfast and we there in, in eastern Europe the general sort of bar for that sort of thing and this like bar of quality is just higher right mm. yeah I think so anyway as you were um, yes so landed in the capital went back to the room hung out for a bit yeah, decided to go to a sports bar for the rugby Went there, had good times, drank, ended up being pulled into a table with about 20, 25 other dudes and having a laugh. But still, wasn't drinking that much because I, was, I wasn't intending to get so smashed I couldn't go pick Charlotte up from the airport later. I was about to say the hospital. hospital. I was going to say. <laughs> um... <laughs> Then we got a um, few of them were like, come on, we're going to the next bar down the street. I think it was called Bangkok, which is ironic because I survived a night in Bangkok mm-hmm. the night before with no ill result at all. Mm-hmm. Um, went to this bar, which as it turns out is basically like a, all the waitresses, there's kind of one waitress per patron. And they sort of take a personal interest in you and try and get you to spend as much money as possible. Mm. Um, I felt like I wasn't quite as kind of easily led as the people I was hanging out with, but turns out maybe I was because... Well, you're the main character. Of course you wouldn't be. Well, yeah, you know. Um, But at that point I was hanging out with a bunch of Irish people. Um, I don't know what they were putting in my beer, but I suddenly was 
just annihilated and I have no idea where, how, or why that happened. Um, Do you think st- it happened at that bar or at sports bar? No, it definitely happened at the second bar. Mm. Um, it was, it was a, it was a, you'd, you'd have the waitresses like kind of, you know, one, one or two or three of them would kind of look at you and then whisper to each other and then nod and then like walk around like, if you weren't drunk enough, you could notice that they were all just conspiring against you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was actually weirdly quite terrifying, considering they were all like, you know, tiny little Cambodian women, but they mm. were actually quite terrifying, yeah. Um, felt like trash, so I was like, all right, it's time to pee. Stand up. Oh, all right, it's time to go puke. <laughs> Got up, went to the bathroom, puked for a, I don't know, solid five minutes. And then I just fell asleep. I don't remember how long I was asleep for. Could have been upwards of half an hour. When I woke up from the sleep, I puked some more, and then I shat myself. Nice. Is this rock bottom? No, no, this is just my normal Actually, everyday adult life. It's it's wrong to say it's wrong to say that I woke up puked and then shat myself. I woke up shitting. I was like woken up. Okay, that's another episode I was title. woken up from my drunken slumber by the sensation of having quite aggressive diarrhea. <laughs> so this episode title might just be called Weird Russian Fudge, aka woke up shitting. <laughs> perfect um oh my God. Uh, woke up shitting the sequel that came back haunted <laughs> this <laughs> is wild yeah after i shat myself and then puked i went back to sleep yeah yeah, yeah. um i woke up to we call police you leave now you leave now we're calling police leave go get out leave just banging on the toilet door and I'm like oh I sort of woke up and went oh I haven't got myself out of this yet <laughs> I'm still here on the toilet floor feeling like trash uh, here we go again <laughs> <laughs> and then what happened um, so it wasn't a triple threat you didn't shit puke and come all at the same time <laughs> sadly no have. I was <laughs> you could have I could have. Maybe I just was so traumatized I didn't feel it. <laughs> it's happened to me before. The time my head blew what up. a triple threat. Oh boy. Um. Like, okay, I need to open the cubicle and get out of here. Yeah. So I basically just got up. Um. Didn't actually look at what the bathroom looked behind me because I didn't want to know. <laughs> um, oh my god. <laughs> I probably like jiggled my pants around as best I could to lose some of the weight. <laughs> that um, was p- quite possibly disgusting. Yeah, just and then just sort of stagger walked out of the room and, and left the bar and looked at nobody. <laughs> um, <laughs> no eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> God, you are so gross. I'm just picturing you like lifting a leg slightly and like shaking a leg. It's like you're trying to 
shimmy some change or like bullet shells out of your pocket, out of your leg. But all that just comes out is little duties. This was little nugs. This this was um, what's a good way to describe it? Like liquid shame. A really wet cake batter. I can vouch for that. Yeah, it totally was. You um, only saw the aftermath, not the actual disaster. No. There's a white strap um, song no. stuck in my head slightly with the term pancake batter, but um, <laughs> I got opinions. It <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I went outside and told the... Um, went sort of walked over to a group of uh, scooter taxi guys and was like, Blue Lime Hotel. You joined again, got it? Okay. Yeah. Um, and basically as they all walked up to hear what I wanted they all kind of covered their nose <laughs> um, and then a few of them started producing bottles of water and they're just like like pointing down like like just Clean yourself hose up, yourself off with this bottled water mm. so I was doing my best mm-hmm. um, how have you not ended on. up on reddit yet as like a today I fucked up or that, or just somebody from Cambodia posting like a, a, a gif of you just in a dazed, just mess come out and I start bathing yourself with water. I was barely conscious. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the biggest struggle was the attempting to do the problem solving in my head so that I could actually ensure I got home alive yeah. and didn't just have to go to sleep in a gutter somewhere. You haven't even talked about like the real doozy yet with the scooter. Yeah, no, I haven't got there. Um... <laughs> You haven't even begun to peak? My God. <laughs> so I, I got on a scooter with a guy. Uh-huh. And um, the... Covered in shit, remember? What? <laughs> Semi-cleaned. Um, okay. <laughs> got on the scooter with the guy. I was very aware after a short period of time, because I was, I was slightly right in the high of feeling relieved to be on the way home. Until I realised that no way, I was like three lo- blo- blocks, but three long blocks from my hotel, mm-hmm. and we've been driving for like ten minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh fuck, he's taking me the wrong way. Where are we oh, going? Jesus! I was like, hey, 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 pull over, stop, stop, stop. And I'm like, Blue Lime Hotel. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, you're going the wrong way. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, no, you don't know where you're going, do you? He's like, yeah. I. So I was like, all right, pulled out my phone, tried to, through the haze, like, turn on roaming data, mm-hmm. pull up Google Maps, get a, the hotel on the map. And even then, most of them will look at the maps and still have no idea what the fuck you're asking. Mm. Um, and, of course, it writes the names of things in English, so it doesn't really help him much. But he's he, like, takes... He... he keeps trying to like get it out of my hands to have mm. a proper look at the screen and I keep fighting him until eventually I sort of give up and think maybe this is the only way to get a result and then he basically just starts up a scooter and tries to ride off with my phone <laughs> so I um, I remember for like less than a split second going alright fuck let him take it and then I didn't do that for some reason <laughs> So I grabbed the back metal bar on a scooter with both hands and he kept accelerating 
sort of thinking I'd give up. Mm. And I was basically just drunken, shit-caked. It had started raining by this point, and I was wearing jandals. This is your origin story, man. This is... (laughs) (laughs) Running down the street after this guy and holding onto his bike. Yeah. Um... We're, yeah, we're How probably did this going not end about up on the internet, by the way. Anyway, yeah, I, I <laughs> somebody. We're probably be. going about thirty-five kilometers an hour or something. Yeah, um, and I'm just yeah running on the ground behind him on jandals, trying to not fall over. And then eventually, I was like, "All right, fuck this." I, I sort of, I think either I knew I was falling down or mm. I caused it. Yeah, but I fell to the side and I took him with you grabbed and took it yeah so i i tipped his bike over sideways i hit the ground and sort of bounce rolled mm, mm. and he hit the ground and just got like pancaked under his bike and didn't go anywhere um and then you i killed got a man. Bef- okay cool <laughs> <laughs> i pushed up off the ground and he was sort of being quite tentative i think he thought i was gonna just walk forwards and start kicking the shit out of him which Mm -hmm. maybe i should have but um all i did was crawl forwards a few um feet and then just like grab my phone out of his hand which he like very politely let go of and let me have (laughs) he's like like, all right you were in that i'm not trying (laughs) i mean it's still you know like um cambodians are not big people yeah yeah so me and a drunken haze could have probably accidentally killed that guy very quickly. Mm. But also, you were like covered in blood and shit, and I would have handed anything to you if you came walking over to me as well. Yeah. Also rained on, probably shaking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the next, another guy rolls up and says, like, you know, I won't do to you what he did to you. He bad man. Me no bad man. Um... He says, you show me phone, I no take. I showed him my phone and actually held it in my hand. And mm. um, and he, he made me take my T-shirt off and use my T-shirt as a buffer between me and the bike seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm riding shirtless through the capital city of a foreign <laughs> land. <laughs> caked in shit. <laughs> Wet. Tired, drunk as fuck. Oh god, it just gets better. It's like the cherry yeah. on top. <laughs> Covered in blood, yeah. Um, and I'm, I've never... I hate riding on the back of scooters, bikes, anything. Jet ski, I just don't like it. Because like I'm generally bitch. bigger than the driver. <laughs> and I don't like that sensation of being the centre of gravity when I'm not in control of the vehicle. We get it, you're not a big spoon. Okay, we get yeah. it. <laughs> Fuck you, you can relate. <laughs> um, so I'm sitting on the back of a scooter, holding onto it with one hand, and my other arm I've got like holding around his shoulders like a GPS so he can watch my phone screen while we travel. So I'm like, if I wasn't drunk, I would be terrified to do this. Yeah, yeah. He did take me back to the hotel, um, which was a solid 15 minute drive now because we were so far in the wrong direction. Mm. Um, so politely said hi to the gate guard at the hotel when I arrived. Drenched, covered in shit, caked in blood. Oh no shirt on. Shirt probably, I think, shoved in my pocket at this point. You've come a long way from tea towel over your shoulder holding onto a park bench trying not to fall off the edge of the world, man. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's the logical progression. Yeah. Uh, 
staggered up the three flights of stairs because no, no, most buildings in that country don't have elevators. Mm-hmm. Um, unlock the door to the hotel. Sort of stagger, stumble in. Hear the shower going, walk into the bathroom. Charlotte's in there. Turns around, looks at me, goes, Where the fuck were you? <laughs> And then you just watch her face turn from anger at why did you not pick me up from the airport mm. into like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I, I think I sort of mumbled like, um, like I, I need the shower, you need to leave. <laughs> yeah. She let me out. We're still, we're still... It, it took her a little moment to come to grips with not just being mad at me and actually realizing that something very much beyond well, just, my expectations well, it's just very for the easy to be mad at you. I think that's <laughs> it is. Yeah, but I feel like <laughs> I just <laughs> I just yeah, remember... I'm eviling you across the room. <laughs> I just remember turning around, hearing like the bathroom door opening, and just looking at Logan, and he's like drenched covered in crap and just like blood from because yes. he absolutely but remember skinned. she saw this she saw this straight away the horrible condition I was in but still it still took about <laughs> still took about 10 minutes for her to not be angry at me yeah. for not picking her up from the airport I just turned around and was like there's my boyfriend covered in shit and blood drenched. it was very was dark like, you probably didn't see as bad as I looked like, Women, am I right? What a goddamn treat. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with me, babe. There's more to come. <laughs> oh, God. So, in comparison, that Russian space museum, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, during that feverish four days, there were moments where I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to shit myself right now. Um, did, you, did you ever just, like, wake up in bed with a Russian hooker and just... Like, oh god, how did my fever take me here? <laughs> like, have you ever seen that episode of Mad Men where he has a fever and then he, like... Like, he's he's with his wife and then, like, she suddenly turns into his ex-wife and then he, like, meets a woman that never exists that, like, he falls in love with and then threatens to kill him all in the space of an episode where he's having a fever? Uh, no. But I need to actually watch that show because you did. I remember watching the acid episode where they all drop tabs. But yeah, that, that it's it's very similar to that. But yeah, it's just Don Draper having a fever dream. Damn. Okay. I, I feel like that show should have ended with him just dying of cancer because it always seemed like that's what it was leading to. It would be the obvious thing to do with a guy who sells cigarettes, right? Yeah. But he he you Ed watch Man. him start of the show. Oh, he's all Ed smoking Man, and Man, drinking. I finally show. get that show. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Madman, admin, oh, I get it. <laughs> okay, uh, um, I've got a. Now it's actually now. Mad Like Madison Avenue. Uh, and I'm less interested now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, i got to bounce. I'll be back cool. in an hour and uh, we'll pick up round two when we can talk about Cullum's shitting stories. Yeah. Of which there are plenty. <laughs> I'm assuming he's cracked himself on stage at some point. Oh, he's definitely. He's, he's I guarantee he's pissed on stage. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love stories that include fecal matter. <laughs> You've been a part of one of mine. <laughs> I feel so proud. 
Oh, don't act like we're not going to get to your shitting yourself stories, young lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll have to think of some juicy ones. Oh, Why do you make shitting yourself sound sexual? She said juicy. Why do I like it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This has been Wired Shut. This has been Woke Up Shitting. Um, woke Up Shitting. I've been your host, Logan. He's been your host, Jesse. I've been your host, Jesse. He's been your host, Logan. That's been your um, shit expert, Charlotte. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll catch you in about 20, 20 minutes or so when we do another episode or whatever. Yeah. Okay. We'll have the four of us on, maybe. Yeah. Okay, peace. All right. Oh.